0: Good time of the day, and welcome to another episode of, and when I say I mean, I am your co-host, Adrian. And I am your co-host, Austin. We didn't even plan who was going to do the intro before this, so that kind of worked out, I guess.
1: The shoe is really on the other foot today. I was the one holding us back from recording, (laughs) It's really true for the first time in the world, and I have no idea what we're talking about.
0: No, I have, well, you might, but you haven't thought about it beforehand, at least. Mm Mm-hmm. Or I guess that's not true. The opposite of that is true. You might have thought about it already. You just don't know we're talking about it. Okay. Um, but have you done anything exciting this past week?
1: Well, I was holding us up because I was just at a dialogue. Uh, that was called MLK versus Kaepernick. Why are some activists revered while others are reviled? And Interesting. I saw the poster for that. And I'm like, um, w- like, MLK wasn't revered while he was alive. Mm-hmm. Like most people didn't support him or his methods or his message. And then he was shot and he died. Um, so that's what I said. And <laughs> so I was like <laughs> the first person to say anything. And I said that, oh, but more, more, um, less bluntly. Uh And I hope so. The director of the diversity. Okay. I said it's a false dichotomy because Martin Luther King Jr. Was also not revered during his lifetime. And so the director of diversity uh, at Clarkson said, yeah, you just kind of like jumped ahead to our point, but that's okay. And I was like, (laughs) oh, okay. (laughs) Interesting. Oh, nice. Uh, Nice. But that was my immediate reaction on seeing the poster. Mm. And, my whole goal of going to the event was to try to convince everyone to read more of Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I really succeeded in doing that. Um, I thought
0: you were going to tell me that that was their goal as well.
1: I think that's I think that's um, Dr. Ball's, or yeah, uh, her goal because she's a historian. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think her goal is for everyone to read more of Martin Luther King Jr., um but she didn't say anything cuz she was just uh the moderator facilitating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, nice. So yeah, um it it was it revolved a lot more about uh, around like Black Lives Matter and things such as mm-hmm. that. Um which I thought was less interesting because I think Martin Luther King Jr. is more interesting. Um I think he says more interesting things than what people say now because people just go back to him. Oh,
0: right. Why do you think he says more interesting things, though? Like, what about what he says is more interesting?
1: Well, I think he just has a, a greater unified vision for what America and the world looks like based on the kingdom of God. And so I, th- I think his vision is really like your kingdom come... Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the unity in Christ is the like uniting center of his vision. So I, I think, like Kaepernick, doesn't really say much. I think intentionally to not say anything controversially. Um, and I, I think Martin Luther King Jr. is fearless in the way that he lays out a a real, I think, a really beautiful vision for what the world can be like. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. No, Skip. I just wanted to make sure that I heard that part of it and didn't want mm-hmm. you to say it. just sound like you were hating on the Black Lives Matter movement. But oh, you're, what you're saying is, what you're saying is that Martin Luther King just has a such a like, oh yeah, higher he, like, argument. He
1: he sets he sets the bar just so high. Right, right. right. It like, like, and like so many people could say whatever they want, and I still don't think it would be as great as what Martin Luther King Jr. says. Right, right. So yeah, so I don't know if I convinced more people to actually read his writings. Mm-hmm. I was concerned going into the going into this dialogue that I would have read more Martin Luther King Jr. than anyone else there. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a still a very real possibility. Um, I, f- I feel like that could have been awkward, but I was on a completely different f- frame of mind than everyone else, mm-hmm. so I don't mm-hmm. think it mattered that much.
0: Right. I don't think it was really about what Martin Luther King has written before.
1: Yeah. and I really wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, if you want to hear more, we're not going to talk about more than more about Martin Luther King Jr. We might, I don't know, it might come up. Mm-hmm. Um, Today is
1: Martin Luther King Jr. Day,
0: right? Exactly. What I was going to say though is, if you want to hear more about us talking about Martin Luther King Jr., you can go back a year ago mm-hmm. and let me find the uh, episode nine was was um, about Martin Luther King Jr. So, if you want to go back and listen to that, go for it. I thought it was pretty good if i if my memory serves mm-hmm. correctly well i
1: if I recall I read large portions of Martin Luther King's last speech maybe um,
0: maybe instead of listening to our podcast, you should just listen to his last speech.
1: yeah, you definitely should it's it's like arresting,
0: mhm-, which is basically I think what we said in the podcast. so yeah, just scratch that. just listen to mm-hmm. Martin Luther King Jr. Um I was thinking today because it was um so cold this morning that mm-hmm. it's just never fair. I can't ever complain about how cold it is to you because you're always like ten <laughs> it, degrees yeah, colder than what? I am.
1: <laughs> what? How cold is it there, Adrian?
0: <laughs> it was like maybe like three degrees today.
1: Oh no, three degrees. Guess what our high was today?
0: Negative five.
1: It was negative four.
0: Mm. Yeah, so it's it's rather con it's Rather upsetting that I can't be like oh, <laughs> you don't even know so how cold. cold is. <laughs> um, and you got like more snow than we did, so we you got, can't like, complain feet, about that. We got
1: like two feet of snow, and it's it hasn't been above three degrees in the last three days.
0: Yeah, so we were supposed to get hit by this huge storm, and it basically like was just like a piddler. We we got like maybe six inches and like some maybe like an eighth of an inch of ice or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was like just it just went too far north, yeah. Which yeah, you know. tell me
1: about it. <laughs> I I went to bed Saturday, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, I'm so disappointed. It's barely snowed at all today. I had heard all this hype about this snowstorm, and we have mm-hmm. nothing. Woke up Sunday, looked out my window, and was like, oh, that car is usually not that covered with snow. Uh, so I had to shovel out like thirty feet of. Like a foot and a half of snow out behind my car, so I could get to church. And then I was one of twenty people who were at church. <laughs> well, we got much
0: less slow much less snow, and also didn't have church. So, mm-hmm. what does that say? We're hardcore. Yeah, you're basically in Canada. Did I, so? Mm-hmm. Did I ever? I don't know if I told even told you this story or said it on the podcast. But, um, so you know how Dad asked for that breakfast sandwich maker for christmas oh yes i was making fun of him for that Mm -hmm. well i was in goodwill after christmas and lo and behold here on the shelf is the exact breakfast sandwich maker that he wanted for like three dollars so i bought it for him and then i got to give it to him this weekend because they were
1: in town yeah i heard Mm -hmm. how was it Mm -hmm. The breakfast sandwich maker or our parents. Our parents. How is their health? <laughs> their health is good. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, uh, maybe a little more
0: stress in their life because then they drove back through the storm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, which, regardless, uh, to be honest, I shouldn't even put air quotes around the storm because, regardless of what type of like inclement weather it is, driving that far in any kind of inclement yeah. weather isn't very enjoyable. Yeah. So. I take back my
1: air quotes. I was the only one who saw them, but your tone of voice kind of gives it away. Yeah, yeah. Um It's like when I listen to reasonably sound and I've like watched enough of Mike Rignetta talking, mm. he'll he'll say something in air quotes and then say air quotes afterwards and I'm like, I already knew that was there. Right, right.
0: No, that that's what happened here because <laughs> I also didn't do actually do the air quotes until much later after than after I said it.
1: Someone just spun a 180 right in the street in front of my house.
0: Are they okay? Do we need to pause so that no, you No, they're help fine.
1: Them? They just they stopped and drove away. Wow. It's wild up here, folks. <laughs> oh man, that's true. Um, how are your succulent pups doing? <sighs> I'm so worried about them. The mm-hmm. the one leaf on them has died irrevocably. Or irreparably. It is absolutely dead. I still haven't watered them since the last time we talked about them. Uh, mm-hmm. Their graves are ready. I had to clear the <laughs> snow off of them, but they're ready. Uh, and so I th- I think I've got another week, and then I water them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a race against time, really, for these succulents. Yeah, But I think it's I'm, already too late. I think that you just water them too much. No. (laughs) Nope. I refuse to believe that.
0: I mean, they're not supposed to get a lot of water. It's too cold. That's the problem. Probably. Mm Mine are doing okay. They look pretty green.
1: After I watered them, they seemed happier. That's what what I think should be happening right now, but it's not. And I'm very concerned about their health. Thanks for asking, though. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, n- no problem. <laughs> Anything else before we jump into our topic?
1: Um, no we we didn't have a lot of turnaround between episodes this week, so that's true. I baked yeah. more bread. Nice. Was it good? It yeah, it was. It was a. So, I got this recipe book for fancy bread mm-hmm. after I complained about not getting it. So, thanks. Anyway, the recipe <laughs> called for ten pound. It it, it said we were going to make ten pounds of dough, mm-hmm. and that seemed unreasonable. Uh, so we halved it. And five pounds of dough is still a lot of dough. Yeah. Uh, so it was. Do you a, have a mixer? Nope. Uh, all nice. by hand. Um. And then the loaf, which was a five braid. So fans of Paul Hollywood. Or Polly Hollywood, if you're listening, be impressed. <laughs> um, and it was so large it took up an entire cookie sheet. Wow! Um, like I was worried it wasn't gonna fit into my oven because my oven's not very large. Wow! Um, but it's it still is delicious.
0: Nice. So you didn't have to have like a bread pan for it.
1: No. Nope. Huh. Nice. I do. So I do have bread tins though. Right, right. You just didn't use them this time.
0: It sounds like you didn't wouldn't have one large enough.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Did you do anything this week? I've heard... Uh, but we're like... We're into this episode. Just... it's snowed. I told you uh, most of the stuff
0: that happened ho-hum. since the last time I saw you.
1: You watered your succulents. I watched football. Oh. Oh, I was kind of disappointed I didn't see any football because they seemed very dramatic. They it was quite dramatic. the The Chiefs Patriots
0: game was very dramatic.
1: And the Patriots are in the Super Bowl again. Oh yeah. no! I know. I'm so sad.
0: I think they're they're gonna win. Yep. So it's five thirty eight. Um, I on Saturday I didn't really do anything. I watched a lot of soccer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you're so cool. Yeah, I am. That's right. Um.
1: So yeah, today I I so I've been talking to a Turkish visiting professor to try to help him learn English. Mhm. And uh, last week we were just talking about soccer and how much he loves soccer and how much I wish Americans cared about soccer at all. Mhm. And so that had been kind of like the general tone of things. And then today we were watching videos of people dead in the street after the failed coup attempt in Turkey in 2016. And I did not – he just pulled up a video and said this is from the coup. And it's like people like blown to pieces dead in the street. And I was like, oh my, I I was not ready for this.
0: That escalated quickly.
1: Yeah. And, and then I showed him a video of what was on American news from the Turkish coup. And I was like, this is what I saw from that. It was nothing at all Mm-mm. like that video you just showed me. Mm-mm. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, it was um, not what I was expecting. But it was, it was it was a much more interesting conversation than than our one about soccer.
0: Yeah, no, that's um, that's fair. So, I don't have a transition from the Turkish coup, but I do have a transition from doing nothing this weekend. Okay. Or mainly doing nothing this weekend. So, I was talking to my parents at dinner, and my mom suggested, hey, you should talk about this topic. So, I said, okay, sweet, let's do it. So, then she proceeds to tell me about an analogy. The analogy goes something like this. Our lives are like a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And what we do with our lives and throughout our day is where we're writing. And so we're writing on the piece of paper. People, Some people decide to leave themselves wide margins around their piece of paper. So they don't, they don't write in those margins. They have these wide margins around everything else. Whereas other people, they fill up their entire piece of paper. They leave barely any margins in their proverbial life or metaphorical life and they're just filling it all completely completely up so the analogy is to point to the importance of those margins Mm -hmm. the margins being a time where you're not doing something or time to yourself time to be taken outside of your go, go, go and set aside or even um, time to be bored, which we have kind of Mm -hmm. been mentioning. And I told her, too, like I have heard on two of the podcasts I listen to now, people talking about how the importance of being bored. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know this for sure, but what I do know for sure is I am someone who fills up the entire piece of paper and hardly leaves any margins. And I think you're the type of person who has more larger margins.
1: I try to defend my margins as well as I can.
0: And so kind of where I'd like to see this conversation go is, are the margins important? These are questions. Are the margins Mm -hmm. important? If so, how do we make sure that we have margins and keep them? And then how can we... Help see the other type of person. So for me, how can I ty- how can I help myself see and understand better the person who needs more margins, larger margins than I do, and how can the people who don't or who have large margins understand people like me better who fail to give themselves any margins?
1: Mm-hmm. So I thought these this piece of paper was originally a metaphor for our selfhood, and I don't like that as an analogy. Uh, Did you like the actual analogy that I ended up giving um, better? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, just, that was my immediate thought. Are we talking about tabula rasa here? Because I hate that. But we're not. I don't even know what that is. That's Latin for blank slate. Okay. Anyway. Um, I guess it's a good thing we're not talking about it. Uh, I do think some people need margins. And... As a person who th- values having large margins, I think everyone should have large... I think not everyone should have large margins, but I think everyone should give themselves time to have margins in which they can be bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I I think boredom is an important thing in like a, the way some existentialists understand boredom. Uh, so do you remember the episode of parks and recreation where andy dwyer is a part-time security guard on the weekends to see if he likes being a police officer mhm and he says i got really i walked around and got really bored and started thinking about the meaning of life mhm and that's a throwaway joke but i think that's i think that's important to the the boredom leads uh, According to some existentialists, boredom causes us to come to grips with our own existence. And so I think that's important. Uh, But I think how much of a margin you have really depends on who you are and basically like how much of an extrovert you are.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Although I would argue that even though i am an extrovert i still need to have margins and probably more margins than i give myself.
1: Yeah. Um you you're like a very overcommitted extrovert.
0: Right. Okay, i see what you're saying. So it's like worst case scenario for margins.
1: Mhm. Yeah, you're like you're like a Do you know have you seen journals written by crazy people? Um uh, maybe? Okay, so pretty interestingly gonna... i think Uh, most crazy people write in journals in very similar ways. They have very small, cramped handwriting, and they fill in the entire page just top to bottom, left to right. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't ask why I know that.
0: I'm going to disagree with you that um, only extroverted people have – no margins and introverted people only have wide margins
1: no 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 i i don't i don't think that but continue you seem to be implying that i'm implying that extroverted people uh value margins less than introverted people
0: okay well Implicitly.
1: i'm not i'm
0: not really sure if that's the case because our father is also uh, or he is a introvert,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but in the sense that okay, okay well, I guess now we're probably getting into the de- definition of introvert and extrovert. Usually, how I define define introvert and extrovert is by where how do you recharge? Do you are you drained or charged by being with people or not people? Mm-hmm. Um. So, and by that definition, I would say he is an introvert but he is a person who fills in all of his margins in the same way that i would because mm-hmm. i think he's
1: overcommitted as well
0: okay so there's so i guess my the point i'm trying to make is that it's not just introverted versus extroverted people valuing or having these margins
1: mm-hmm. well no i think dad values giving of himself more than he values Maintaining his margins. Yep,
0: agreed. But that's not... Uh, but I I'm think... Just, if it, I just if wanted to just say to shove, that it's...
1: You would value margins less than Dad. Even if you both value other things more than your margins. I
0: disagree with that. I don't think it has anything to do with introvertedness versus extrovertedness. All right, hit me with I think, it. I think that you could draw like parallels. I think it could be a, what's the word I'm looking for? I think there's a, I think there's correlation without causation. I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that there is a causality between whether or not I always fill my schedule being an extrovert.
1: Oh, yeah, I agree. I'm saying there's a causal relation between valuing margins and introversion.
0: No, but you can't even – how can you say that there's a call, causal – I have an example that disproves that.
1: No, I'm saying dad values other things more than he values his margins. But his valuing of margins is still high because he's an introvert. I don't
0: know. I I, I disagree. I think mom values margins more than dad does and she is more extroverted than dad is.
1: Um okay, fair.
0: I don't I don't think that just because that you someone's an introvert or an extrovert means that they're going to value having those margins more. I think it depends on the person. Okay. Outside of that, I think that you could probably draw trends. I think it's probably I think there's probably a greater um correlation between those. But I don't think that it's a causality. I wouldn't say it's causality
1: I don't know i I think you say that because I think we're talking about her parents too much, but <laughs> like I feel like mom is more exhausted by her work than Dad is, and mm-hmm. so that's why that's why she values like breaks from that more.
0: Right, but again, I guess I, what I'm trying to say is, it's regardless of who it is. I think you could find other people besides our parents who fall
1: into those categories. I'm saying the underlying value is cor- is causal, but other things can trump it. Like I'm not be- sure, but it doesn't behavior, it doesn't matter. You can only do one thing at a time, so like what you value, it doesn't matter. How high you value something if it's not the the top thing. I don't also think that everyone does what they value the most at a given time, but it's like an okay approximation.
0: So you're saying uh, I don't know. I disagree. I still think that in extroverts can value those margins more than an introvert can. It, it on occasion. Perhaps,
1: I'm skeptical. Because, okay. like, I think that's what makes you an introvert.
0: Not by my definition, I don't think.
1: What are the margins for, if not to? So, to so withdraw? I would okay,
0: like, I would argue that okay, so maybe our de- we need to define the margin. But I would argue that necessarily you can be introverted and not have your margins be huge. Even if you're by yourself the whole time, that doesn't mean you have huge margins. Those aren't what margins are. What do you mean
1: by margins?
0: Margins are time that you're not that you're set aside from like your your day to day.
1: That's not how I'm talking about margins. How are you talking about margins? Margins is time by yourself.
0: No, I think that is a poor definition
1: of margin. Okay, what do you mean by margins? So what, the like, thing what do you so mean the setting things aside day to day
0: so so what I'm writing so what I'm writing down the, mm-hmm. the going back to the analogy, is my day, the things that I do throughout the day, okay so by having margins there is leaving time throughout the day to do nothing or to set aside to not be just going and constantly filling my day full of things. that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm by myself, I could be by myself. And still doing work or still doing things that are filling the time that I'm just writing things down.
1: Okay, I guess. Well, I resend all my statements then.
0: Okay, I agree. that. So if, if you're thinking that margins are just time by yourself. But I mean, do you agree? That, so maybe, I mean, I could be wrong on this. But do do you think that time by yourself is inherently like in that margin space?
1: Well, to me, to me, when I say time by myself, implicitly excludes work. Okay. Like, like me time, I guess, right? It, for me, that's me by myself doing whatever I want. Okay. And so if that's, I have to work, that's not what I mean. So that's. That's what I understand as margins. You doing whatever you want,
0: but it has to be by yourself. Mm-hmm. Because what I want to do is rarely by myself.
1: Right. So that and that's why I said it correlates with, or no, it's causal with introversion.
0: Right. Okay. That makes sense. But I that wasn't how I was thinking about. Okay. These so how margins. are you talking
1: about margins?
0: I mean, and maybe Just that like is how much
1: you do in a day.
0: So, uh, so maybe I'm thinking about it completely wrong because I don't understand alone time. Um,
1: like you can't you can't be bored unless you're okay? You can't be bored with a group of people, but it's it's a different boredom than the boredom I'm thinking of.
0: Right. So the so what I'm arguing is not that you can be bored while you're with other people; is that you can be doing things by yourself that isn't boredom or isn't feeling that space that I would say is margin time.
1: Hmm. I mean that's true, but I—that's huh, just not how I approach like time by myself.
0: Okay, well explain it because I think I have a bad understanding of it. So I, this is part so of my original question. So go today
1: for it. I was just eating bread and cheese and thinking about mona- monasticism and mm-hmm. uh, saints and if Martin Luther King is a saint and, like, what what it looks like um, to have poverty and is monasticism really the true end of my war on food, um, which has abated recently, I'll have to admit, though I did feel like a monk eating just bread and cheese today and water. <laughs> um, so, the, to me, the margins are times where you're free to think about what your are free your mind is just free to survey the open fields and mm-hmm. frolic through them
0: okay i like that because i that's essentially where i'm trying to get as well mm-hmm. um and uh, so i like that uh, what you're saying so the margins can we agree that the margins are times essentially where you think for yourself
1: Right, and I think you can do that in some things while you're still doing things. Like if you're, um, if I was a knitter, for example, and mm-hmm. I was a very good knitter, and I was just in the groove, I think you could be in that margin area, air quotes, while you're knitting. Mm-hmm.
0: And I would argue that I can get into that margin area while I'm at a coffee shop, surrounded by other people. I still have to be by myself, but there can be other people around.
1: Okay. That's just not, that sounds like a nightmare to me, though.
0: That's, like, the best-case scenario for me no. to get into that spot. So That's
1: Why, though? So many people are around.
0: <laughs> because when you're just by yourself, like, nothing happens. You get distracted way too easily. What? Need, like,
1: by what?
0: <laughs> just, like, try- I don't know how to explain it. Just, like... I don't know. So, uh, Well, I guess more – so for me, it's like a way – it's a way of forcing myself into that time as opposed to just finding a distraction, which is another part of this conversation that I kind of wanted to get to, right? So I think the problem is is that we don't – for me, I if I'm just sitting at home and try to get into that boredom space or that that free open field space, however you described it, Mm-hmm. That's going to be really difficult for me to do because there's so many other things that are vying for my attention aka j- Let me explain I listen to you like just watching YouTube or hanging out with my roommates or doing watching TV These are things that prevent that are easy for me to do while I'm at home when I'm trying to get into that spot but if I go to a coffee shop I have said okay, I'm gonna to go to this location and yes it might sound crazy that there's just people chattering and people all around me, but for me, that's more helpful because I'm not completely just sitting in silence and I'm in a more comfortable environment to actually get into that open field space.
1: That's so weird.
0: Well, if it makes you feel any better, I think you're weird for just sitting at home eating bread and cheese, thinking about monasticism.
1: No, I have. I've spent so much time just sitting on this couch doing nothing.
0: I think it's probably the point of this conversation. If you remember from the beginning, is trying to understand the other side better. I don't so even if it makes no sense, you f- that's not the point I'm trying to make. It doesn't have to make sense to you. So do you, you feel you feel just like you can't need think?
1: The judgment of other people in order to like. To to be by yourself?
0: I don't know what you mean by the judgment of other people.
1: So, in a coffee shop, um, I, f- I feel like I wouldn't watch YouTube because I wouldn't want the people around me judging me for watching YouTube. Mm-hmm. No,
0: I've watched YouTube in public places before. Oh,
1: my. Pub- to me, public places are all just performative. So that's that's why people read in public places and there I saw a fake commercial for a Kindle that yells out the name of the book that you're reading just oh so everyone goodness. around you knows what book you're reading
0: no that feels like the opposite of why I'm doing it i i guess for me for me it's like a change it it's a slight change of what i'm used to it's a change of my like normalcy so so like My house and my room is the place where I watch sports and the place where I play video games. And so for those things in my mind, like, it just, like, that's what I do in this location. And so, like, if I want to try to be outside of that, I need to go to some other location.
1: I don't know. Hmm. No, that's, no, I, I guess, whatever. I learned at the dialogue, we're all the experts of our own experience, which I object to. I don't think you believe that. Violently, because there's no way everyone's the expert of their own experiences. So many things happen to me that I'm like, I don't know what just happened. I don't know how I feel about this or what I'm feeling. And I definitely don't know enough words to convey to someone else my reaction to experiences that i have
0: i mean i can't even explain to you why i prefer to go to a coffee shop for my mind wandering in the pasture but Mm all this all this aside i still we haven't really got to like why this idea is important because we both agree that's important right Mm -hmm. regardless of how you get to your open field mind thought process thinking your own thoughts why is that important and why should we keep those margins open Instead of filling them with other things,
1: because mm-hmm. um, I I think that's where like life is, mm-hmm. um, which I guess makes me like a intellectualist snob perhaps, but like I th- I think that is really the the true grappling of life is when you are in that margin space thinking about your life and yourself and what it means to be right now. I think that's key. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Y- like you everyone has to live and so you should think about what it means to live sometimes. Yeah.
0: I also think that it doesn't even have to be that deep. I'm I'm, I'm not saying anything against that because I think it is good to get deep. But I also think like so often we don't give ourselves the chance to have our own thoughts that we're Mm -hmm. like just constantly filling it with other people's thoughts that like we can't even think for ourselves. So for instance – I think this kind of fits into this idea in a much more kind of smaller scale, maybe. So usually when I get up in the morning, I turn on Retin Link's Good Mythical Morning and watch the show as I'm getting ready for work. This past week I've, or last week I was trying, I decided not to do that because I was trying to make more space for this, even in just the time I get ready in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, And so also last week I had to like submit these things online for work. It was like really stressful and anyways, and I was doing it late at night because it was after we recorded our podcast and had to upload it and everything. So it was like midnight. Wow. Yeah, no, it was like midnight or one o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to figure out how to like, anyways, long story short, I couldn't figure out what to do. So I'm like, forget it. I'll just go to bed and do it tomorrow. I, as I'm getting ready the next morning, I realized what I had done wrong and was able to do that the next morning. I don't think that I would have been able to figure that out if had I been watching Good Mythical Morning that morning because I wouldn't have been thinking about even this small work thing Mm -hmm. because I was watching YouTube. And so, as well as deep things, but like day-to-day things, I think we just, like probably are better workers better friends better people in general by giving our time self or giving ourselves time to like find those margin spaces and actually think and process things
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it was frustrating for me uh i was trying to figure out how to simulate how particle scattering works um and so I couldn't figure it out, but I had to. That I had a deadline coming up, so I'm. I was working till like four in the morning trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. and then I left. And as I like immediately when I got back to my uh, my house, I f- realized what the answer was, and then I wrote it down and went to sleep. Went in like <laughs> like four hours later, right and put the math in, and it was right. And and so, like, I had spent so much time just, like, blindly trying things, just even that short time of stepping away from it and, re- like, really thinking about it without having the, like, mechanical action of entering things into MATLAB was, like, removing enough to realize what was really going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, I I think um, I just I like thinking my own thoughts. So I think it's valuable for to think your own thoughts um, because I I think that's fun and I think it's really important because I don't know other people don't. Aren't going through what you're going through right now. So, like, you have the most insight into your life mm-hmm. if you think about it. Mm-hmm. That might not be true. I, th- I think you can have the most insight into your life if you take the time to think about what's going on. Uh, because you are the most familiar with it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think, too, like, another thing, I'm not necessarily great at this aspect of the margins either, but I think, too, in, like, my relationship with God, right, those margins are very important Mm -hmm. because if if I believe that God speaks to people and speaks to me, how am I going to be able to hear that if I don't take those times to listen? And so I think one thing that I, like, and think about and grow. I'm trying to grow in a lot is like discernment in when are my thoughts my thoughts and when are my thoughts from God because I think that that's one way that he speaks to us is even through our own thoughts. And so making sure I have those times to set aside where even even from just like reading my Bible, which is a great thing, but how can I also like take time and just listen? and think about things and pray about them, but also make sure that we're, like, yeah, not completely talking the whole time, I guess. I don't know. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that podcast that I was listening to about monks, they talk about the key to prayer is silence. Um, They say internally and externally. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, so, like, I still kind of think introverts are more willing to spend larger time in those margins because that's what they like. I I think
0: I would say they're better at getting to those margins or getting to those times mm-hmm. where it's is them thinking about or thinking their own thoughts.
1: That's, yeah, like, that's just, like, the, that's where I want to be, so I'll just go there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how do, how do I get better at that? How do um, I get better?
0: And don't just say, just do it, because I understand that that would be how you would respond.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, do, don't watch youtube like don't don't be constrained to like only watch sports or watch youtube in your house like your house can be used for whatever it doesn't have to be just used for the things that you use it for uh i don't know have waterfall sounds play mute play sounds of people sitting in a coffee shop and shuffling and sniffling and murmuring which apparently is very helpful to you um and just um sit in your chair and stare at nothing until the like your vision starts to pulse weirdly from i I don't know your eyes do that if you stare at like a white wall for long enough they're like your vision does all kinds of weird things so Mm-hmm. Do that until you're doing that. And then you'll know, wow, we're really into it now.
0: Do you schedule time for you to stare at blank walls? So that's
1: like my default. <laughs> um, like ideally if I'm not doing anything, I can stare at walls. Um, or the ceiling, interestingly enough, is also white here. Uh, but I got some great advice. <laughs> um yesterday Mm -hmm. about keeping my schedule free and i was like well i was planning to do nothing and i guess that is a plan so why don't i just say peep tell people i have plans and someone else (laughs) was there is like yeah i mean if your schedule says you're free then you can't schedule anything because you're free and i'm like wow this is the greatest excuse that i've ever thought of like my plan today was to do nothing, so I can tell people I have plans mm-hmm mm-hmm hmm. it's it's like an iced eye not lying uh but I like it. I like it a lot yeah. so i don't I don't schedule time for it. That's just kind of like my default time mm-hmm. I do kind of schedule it so i I usually wake up and then I shower. And then I do, uh, and so I stopped listening to music while I shower, um, to be f- freer. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I do morning prayer, and then I do my own prayers. Um, the, m- the morning prayer is part of the daily office, and it's a, r- a reading basically. Um, and then I do my own prayers, and then. I make coffee without listening to anything, and then usually I read things uh but and then there like there's different types of reading like sometimes you read things to get through them, and other times you read things to think about them and so yeah. depending on de- like depending on the book, you know you that reading can be your fun wandering time too.
0: I don't think that could ever be the case for me, but it depends on the book. Maybe. I mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. So it's just like preferred time, so I so like I also try to defend those margins as much as I can. Right.
0: Uh, so I, I need to get better at scheduling times and defending those markets. Well,
1: yeah, I think you should say no to more things.
0: That's probably
1: true. <laughs> I, I'm i bad at that. I just try to put myself into positions where people don't ask me to do things.
0: You're bad at saying no or you're bad at not having opportunities to say no?
1: No, I'm bad at saying no to things like uh, I... Was volunteered-ish to shovel someone's driveway yesterday, mm-hmm. and I really didn't want to do it, um. But I did anyway, and that that was the that was the time of the day I was planning to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I had to shovel things.
0: My problem is all the times that I plan to do nothing is not actually plan to do nothing or. I'd never actually end up doing nothing. Why though? I cause I just fill it with nonsense.
1: Just find a, find your nearest wall. I can see two of them. And stare at it. All right. It'll do you good. My so mom just texted me a passage from *Warm Peace* about uh. Prince Andre, he is one of the main characters of War and Peace. hmm He's staring at the sky, and he says, How was it that I did not see the lofty sky before, and how happy I am to have found it at last? Yes, all is vanity, all falsehood, except the infinite sky. And so, I, like, that's where I think the great part of of doing nothing is. He also was recently, like, ble- he's bleeding out, kind of, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so he can't really do much else. Right. Uh, but, but I think that that's the value, right? You see beyond your, your present existence. If you're doing it really right. It, so either you see your existence or you see beyond your existence, both of which I think are okay. What if I'm, uh, what if I'm terrified by those things? Um, just embrace it. And um, go for it anyway. What if it brings me anxiety? um well, I mean, according to some existentialists, anxiety is just one of the fundamental things of life um and so i th- I think ultimately it, it hope is found there, so um your anxieties are are something to be grasped right you've like the the goal. What's great about anxiety is if you can project it on something and then it's fear. And fear can be overcome. Um, anxiety can only be overcome by hopes. So, but I think that's found in the margins. So.
0: Uh, I just think that could be really hard for people.
1: I don't think it shouldn't be hard for people. Right, but I guess, like,
0: so I think, like, a lot of reasons, I, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like a lot of reasons why people don't like those margins or even those times of doing nothing is because we don't want to think
1: about things. Mm-hmm. It's like Parks and Rec. But, yeah, I like, it's like going to the moon, right? We don't do those things because they're easy, but because they're hard.
0: Okay. It just doesn't sound very comforting.
1: I don't think it is comforting. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. I I think it's not initially comforting if you're scared of that, but I think there's comfort to be found in it.
0: Yeah, I, I guess, yeah. What I mean by that is like, okay, what if I'm talking to somebody and I'm saying, hey, like I was just having a conversation with my brother and I was talking about how we need to be bored more and think about things. And they're like, well, I don't really like to think about things because – I start thinking about like eternity and the world, the meaning of life, and it brings a lot of anxiety into my life, and it's really hard to deal with.
1: So I think you should think about it more. Then, like, why do you, why do you think that? Why do, why are you scared? But of those what if thoughts? it's
0: crippling? What if they you can't even do any actions because you're having a panic attack?
1: Like then it, then I think like you should go to cognitive behavioral therapy. Um,
0: Okay. I just don't think a lot of people look at anxiety as something like, oh, I need to fight through this. It's more of something I need to avoid.
1: Uh, I, I, I mean, that's probably true, but I think anxiety indicates that we need hope, right?
0: I mean, I'm not disagreeing with any of this. I'm just trying to figure out how to have a conversation with somebody about this. And I don't think just saying... Oh, you know what you should do if you're feeling anxious and really like dark, you should just d- dive deeper into that. Like that doesn't seem like it would be very helpful. Well, no,
1: just like question why you think the the way you, you're thinking things. Like that's the point that's the point of cognitive behavioral therapy. Think about your thought patterns and question, do these thoughts align with what is true? And if so, okay, and if not, how do I change those thought patterns to align with the truth? Okay.
0: I mean, I agree with all that you're saying. I'm just trying to figure out how to say it graciously so it doesn't sound like I'm beating them over the head with a textbook. Um.
1: I don't. I don't know. Like, anxiety is not good, but y- you shouldn't run from it because. Okay, like, I guess that's harsh or something, but, like, anxieties point to the the places of, like, deepness to me. Mm -hmm.
0: No, I agree. I I think that, like, our anxieties point to the fundamental things about what we believe or the fears that we have about Mm -hmm. life. And so, by digging into those things, we can figure out, okay, what am I truly believing, and then I can, like, figure out, okay, like you said, where are those? How do those line with what truth is? Mm-hmm. And and maybe that is more gracious that I'm giving it credit for. But I don't know. It just it seems like a difficult
1: conversation to have sometimes. I just want to. I, I agree. I like. I don't think it's not difficult. Right,
0: but the answer isn't avoiding it,
1: yeah, I mean, to me, avoiding it is worse because then you never know what life is mm-hmm. like if you if you never think about like if you never think about living, why are you doing it?
0: again, I don't think I would phrase it like that if I was having a conversation with somebody, but
1: <laughs> no not like you should kill yourself but like w- what are you living for if you don't think about what you're living for Right I I think that's so fundamental to life you should think about it even if it's hard
0: Right and I guess my fear is that a it's hard And so people don't want to do it. And B, there's so many other things that are much more easier to fill our time with so we don't have to think about those hard Mm -hmm. things. And
1: that's why you should defend your margins with a ferocity. All
0: right, let's transition into recommendations because I I think that is a recommendation, right?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Take time
1: to stare at walls. Or whatever
0: you need to do to get the into that sky.
1: Yeah. Go to a coffee shop, I guess.
0: <laughs> well I mean, yes and no. I mean, again, I'm not gonna be ashamed if that works for me and maybe other people, so regardless of whether or not you think it's incredibly stupid.
1: No, I just it's just like there's people there.
0: I mean, obviously your inclination is not gonna be where people are.
1: Well, yeah, people make so many sounds.
0: Okay, well regardless. We think that margins are important.
1: Mm -hmm. In the way that we've defined margins.
0: And so, and even if it's going to be hard because there could be anxieties and things, by allowing yourself to sit and think, I think that it is worth pushing through those things. It's worth figuring out what is the defining things that you believe and what, drives you to do the things that you do and live the life that you live. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and if you truly have anxiety, probably seek medical help before you seek, not like, you know, professional help. Mm-hmm.
0: I also so along these same lines. So again, if you're like me and defending your margins is difficult, like. Take small steps to to create those margins, like even something as simple as not listening to anything while you're in the shower. Mm-hmm. I think is a huge step towards like creating those margins. Mm-hmm. Or and I've been also trying to like not listen to podcasts or music on my drive to work. Like that's mm-hmm. twenty twenty some minutes right where I am, like in a sense staring at a wall. Mm-hmm.
1: And Don't so watch TV while eating breakfast.
0: Right, and so like it it might not seem like it's you know
1: like you're a monk
0: staring at the sky or in this case i guess he's Friends a military he's man a who's he's been shot or something <laughs> i don't know um but yeah take advantage of those smaller those smaller times and and use that as a way to defend your time but also i i don't know i again i'm not very good at it but try to find times to just stare at a wall or whatever works for you. Um, yeah. And think about those hard questions.
1: Or, you know, just whatever. Like, do living animals taste better than dead animals?
0: Right. Uh, again, we also talked about it, too. Like, you got to give your time to rest. Or you got to give your mind time to rest. Just to function as a human, I think. hmm but also I think regardless of whether or not you want to dive into the deep existential world of whatever, I think it helps you be a better person. It helps you understand. It helps you give time to process like mm-hmm, situations mm-hmm. with people and understand where people are coming from. It gives you time to process things about your life, whether it's work or hobbies or whatever. Um, So yeah, I think it's very important and I think, increasingly with our media consumption obsession, we're losing a lot of that Mm -hmm. very quickly and not realizing that it's important.
1: So anyway, more conventional recommendations. Do you have any? You
0: gotta go quick. Do you want me to go first? you want to go first? Doesn't matter. Uh, You go first.
1: Okay, so I did actually finish a book. It was called I thought it was called Lazarus for most of the time I was reading this book, but it's not. It's called LaRousse. Uh, It (laughs) was written by a Russian man named... uh, The book jacket says Eugene something, uh, but I'm pretty confident that's not his real name. His real name, I'm sure, is Yevgeny. Um, (laughs) But we're savage here in the anglicized world and say Eugene instead. Um, and it is about a person named at various times, uh, Asferny, Ustin, Larus, and Ambrosius. And he is a, he's kind of a pilgrim in, uh, medieval Russia slash doctor. And it's about his... Kind of spiritual journey through time and space. I thought it was really fun, nice. Uh, But I don't know if other people would. What? So I was reading a list of books by contemporary Russian authors that everyone should read, and it listed them in the same. It was comparing it to The Light in the Dark by Mikhail Shishkin, which I really like. Nice. Um, I don't think it's as good as The Light in the Dark. Um. But it is pretty good. The the style is really fun because the words and their usage also drifts through time. So the spelling will shift from, like, really old English to getting very out of place uh, talking about plastic being on the ground in 14th Mm -hmm. century Russia. Um, So it's really fun. His name is uh, Eugene Voldoroskin. Nice. That's it.
0: Solid. This afternoon after work, I went over to my friend Dave's house, mm-hmm. and we watched *Casablanca*. *Casablanca*. Nice. Um, which was good. It was really good. Um, I should I not give away spoilers? Do you think? Um, I mean, it's I mean, been it out came for out in
1: forty-three. So.
0: Yeah. Um you should go you should watch it if you haven't seen it you should watch it. Um
1: I have seen it.
0: Right, I was talking to the oh, listeners. Oh, okay. Um but yeah, it's a great it's a great movie. I appreciated the what I saw as themes of sacrificial love mm-hmm. um displayed in the movie. Um on both sides, um in reality both um
1: Elsa. Humphrey
0: Humphrey Bogart and Well and who's his name? They're all of them, right? So basically I'm gonna this is a spoiler alert, so if you want to watch it and don't have spoilers, just mute it. Um uh, main character owns a cafe in Casablanca. Uh, this is during World War Two. Anyways, he falls in love with this girl when he's in Paris, and she loves him because she thinks that her husband has been has been killed. Turns out her husband wasn't killed. They get back together. They end up like never m- not seeing each other for a long time. Then they show up at his cafe, and it's like, oh no, what's going down? They're trying to get out of there and get to the Americas for freedom, and basically this whole thing is set up so that. The main character, who is not the husband, is making it sound like um, he's going to leave with the wife. But in reality, he sets the whole thing up so the husband and wife can go, even though he still loves this other woman. But there, everybody else is also willing to like stay behind for the mm-hmm. sake of everybody else. And I'm just like this is great. Like, this is what love should look like is that it's not about what I care about and what I want, but it's what the other person wants. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't often happen in movies today.
1: Uh, By the way, speaking of old movies that are kind of propaganda films, Mm -hmm. White Christmas... 100%,
0: 100%, yeah. It is definitely
1: a propaganda film. <laughs> and it's bad.
0: I don't think it's bad, but that's okay. We're all entitled to our own opinions. All right, yeah. any last final thoughts before we wrap this up?
1: Uh, a final recommendation on this m o k Day. Uh, there was an article that it was saying all the things. It was like my goal of uh, going to this thing that I went to, but wasn't everyone else's goal. It's mm-hmm. called "The Consequences of Martin Luther King's Junior's Canonization," um, talking about how his his legacy shields people from actually engaging with, with what he really said.
0: Right. No, I think um, that's for sure true.
1: Mm-hmm. It's on the Atlantic. Check it out.
0: Or just read Martin Luther King something oh, that no, he's yeah, r- no, definitely. written. And um, then that will just become apparent to you. They
1: have a collection called uh, The Courage to Love that's really great. If you're looking for a more political reading of MLK's life, uh, which it, like, it's hard not to have a political reading, but this is like okay. intentionally so. Uh, the Radical King, edited by Cornel West, is good. Um, either of those.
0: Sounds great. We are out of time for this week. Mm -hmm. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.